1: Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. This episode of the God Goes in Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by The Society. The Society is our online community for women of faith who are looking for a safe space to be encouraged, educated, and empowered. The Society is hosted by myself, Tatum Tamiya of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, Kavaya Watrice of the She Who Is Called app, and Rosalind Renee of the Therapy as a Christian podcast. Y'all look. This community is so rich and it really has something for everyone. If you're an entrepreneur, Tatum has business trainings every month and has built an amazing resource library. And almost every month we have a number of like funding opportunities and all of this just wonderful information together. We even have a place for us to share our businesses so we can work with each other if you are struggling with time management and productivity, Rosalind's gonna snatch you together, okay? She does these Monday productivity minutes that have been blessed in my life. If you're looking for practical ways to walk by faith, Kavaya is out here dropping big gems. And of course, I'm out here teaching live Bible studies every two weeks. And that don't even touch our quarterly challenges, corporate fasts, live events, and so much more. One thing I've learned about the society is that given the opportunity, we are always gonna glorify God and we always gonna go to brunch, okay? We be brunching out here. Houston be turning up, Atlanta be turning up, up. Okay. Like we are out here glorifying God, Bibles and brunch. Okay. So if you are in need of a safe space of like-minded women of faith, start your two week free trial of the society today by clicking the link in the show notes or going to www.blessedandbossedupsociety.com. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast. I pray that y'all got y'all pens and y'all notepads ready. Today, we are diving into part two of our interview with Tatum Tamiya on business fundamentals. Tatum is coming through dropping big gems and is really getting us together as we dive into this new year to make sure that we are walking strategically in our businesses and the things that God has called us to. So without further ado, let's get to part two of this amazing interview. And I feel like too, you know, when you talked about things being chaotic and having a level of order, like God is a God of order. You're not just going to show up any kind of way. He's not going to bless your mess. Like God, give me more money when he's like, no, you need to be a better steward over what you have. You're not even making room to have the capacity for what God has called you to do. There was one time when I started my nonprofit organization, I was like, God, what about these girls you said I was going to serve? And he's like, if I sent a hundred of them right now, what would you do? And I was with the boo boo face, like, I mean, <laughs> right. And so it gave me a different perspective of, okay, what does it look like from start to finish to be a part of our program? And then we, we were able to do this overhaul of the program and put processes in place, right? Because it's not even always, especially when you're a solopreneur, you can't be everywhere at once. And so being able to automate processes, Tatum, shout out to you, <laughs> being able to delegate things, right? It's really, really important. So to have a system in place so where you're not having 50 million calls and then you only book one person, Yep. that's okay. It's okay because your business is not for everybody, but there's a segment of people that God has called you to serve. And that's who you need to be focused on. You can't be worried about trying to get every single person. There's someone I know who has a program where they help and they are a service-based business and the prices are so low that you get any kind of person <laughs> by the time the headache, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And so you have to really understand that in this process that you need to have your basics down. We have the business meeting with God. We have the processes in place. We have the fundamentals where you have an LLC, you have some kind of policies and procedures, some kind of strategic planning in place because we love to pray. And then we don't do the practical stuff and they both have to meet in the middle. And so I think it's so important that. We, you know, do the things like you said to really have a process and a funnel and then be able to sit back and say, where can I do better? Because we don't like to evaluate ourselves, but you should.
2: (laughs) One of the things that I'm asking my team as we meet, how am I as a leader? How can I better serve you? Because God loves his people and his people don't start with our customers. They start with those that he has entrusted to assist this vision. You know? So, I have to take care of my team as well, so how am I as a leader? how can I improve i'm not I got tough skin ain't nothing they can tell me that's going to hurt my feelings. How can I improve nobody's job is on the line. We have a great work environment to where people have the freedom to be open and feel like they can speak what's on their mind and so when I have these meetings is how can I serve better? Do I need to check in more? Do I need to give you more resources and so one of my uh, my marketing manager, when we talked about this during our end of the years, last year, she was like, my computer is like constantly slow because I'm doing a lot of anchor media stuff. And it's a lot of files and things on my computer. So I was like, Oh, say less. We got her a computer. Yeah. So she was saying like, Oh, the, we need different equipment because it's making my job harder with this, but it would be easier if I had that. Don't worry about it. We got the equipment that we need, you know, or she may say, I need you to, we use a software called Notion uh, to collaborate on projects. And I was a little slow coming around to certain things with Notion. So she's like, I need you to be better with updating this so that I know what blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. So now we're able to work together. We're all servants for God's vision. Yeah. I, my name may be on the this, that, or whatever, but this is God's company. This is his vision. And I'm just a servant to him. And as we're all serving this vision, like I need to make sure that my team is able to hold me accountable as well. Like that's leadership. I'm a leader and I have to make sure that I'm a good one and not creating a toxic work environment
1: or not being efficient for what God has called me to do. That's awesome. Especially when it comes and we talk about in terms of culture, the culture starts with us. even before you get your first employee, the culture starts with you. So when you are onboarding someone like I don't know if you ever have been a part of a job you're like, yo they are all over the place here. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, yo, even you're doing? And so in bringing people in and not even just from a customer's perspective, but even from an employee's perspective, if they don't have the confidence in you being able to be an effective leader, right that you're not able to do things in decency and in order, it's a trickle-down effect that impacts your customers because, you know, they feel like they can do any kind of, you know, the environment needs to be one that is one that exudes order, that we operate in the things of God in terms of how we serve. Because Jesus said that the greatest among us is a servant. He was a servant. Yeah. He's out here washing people's toes. Okay. <laughs> so it is important that we don't get so caught up in the title of being the executive or the title of being the founder that we don't get down and dirty, honestly, and get into the policies and procedures that we're not able to say, okay, where can I do better? Because in that you'll start losing good people. You'll start losing. Ultimately you'll lose coins. (laughs) Like that's what happens. That is really what happens. So when we talk about people stepping into that leadership role, like for me, I am not traditionally trained in business. I'm really, you know, allowing God to teach me and, you know, doing some, some small things. What are some of the things that would help in terms of making that mindset shift from whatever your day job is or whatever? Like for me, it's like nurse practitioner to now I'm a businesswoman. What does that look like?
2: Well, that's where self-awareness comes in, Mm -hmm. where you have to take a step back to see what are my strengths? what are my weaknesses when it comes to being a business owner? And then work on improving those weaknesses and work on creating, you know, a business structure that feeds into your strengths. So for me personally, my weakness is being the direct manager of people sometimes because I can be impatient. I don't always say things as nicely as I should. I'm a direct person and that works for some people. And even when hiring people though, like, When I'm talking to people, you know, determining if they're going to be a part of the team, I don't really like to hire people who are super sensitive. And I'm not disrespectful, but I don't want me just, you know, in regular communication and being a direct person to, you know, make somebody cry. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't, that doesn't make me feel good to make people unhappy. And I work well with people who are also direct because I need that as a leader as well. Like, tell me what it is. You're not gonna hurt my feelings. Like, what what do we need to do? I know that you care about the company. That's why, you know, we're all here. So tell me direct, just the way I'll communicate directly as well. So, but understanding that though, if my company is going to get to the level that I know that I want it to get to and what God has called it to get to, I have to be able to better work with people of all personality types, people of all emotional you know, states where some people are more sensitive, some people may be more direct, some people more outgoing, some people are a, a little bit more reserved, and you have to pull some things out of them. And so, for me, sometimes I don't have the best patience to be able to do all of that because of the hats, the many hats I still wear within the company. And so, understanding that my husband and I have always worked, not always, but we work together in the business now. And he is the perfect person for that. Like, he is a people's person. Extroverted, I'm introverted. He's extroverted, just a great listener, able to just really meet every person where they're at. So, we now added the COO role onto what he was already doing so that he can have those conversations. Because sometimes, even when talking to your team, you have to have difficult conversations. And for me, I'm probably not the best person to always communicate that because it's not necessarily a weakness, but that's my personality trait. And so, Having somebody else who's able to go in and you know be more HR like <laughs> you know what I'm saying oh, yeah that is helpful. So again, just self-awareness, knowing where what aspects of you you need to improve or what needs to be worked around because you're not good at it. So some people may not be good with money, and so they need to bring in an accountant earlier on. So somebody else can look at your finances and tell you what you can afford and what you can't you afford if you aren't able to look at your numbers and make those decisions for yourself. If you're somebody who doesn't manage projects well, it might be good to bring on an external person. If you can hire somebody as a contractor or something like that, everything doesn't have to be employees. You can hire somebody as a contractor who is able to look at what you have going on and create those policies and procedures and give you the structure that you feel like you don't have. And, Outline how you do the things that you do. So you just outsource those weaknesses to get it done. But self awareness is, I always say, self awareness is the key to success. So that's why I would start. I would have a meeting with yourself. I call it like a pull up. (laughs) Whenever I need to like check me or just check in in general with myself, I just sit down and just go through my thoughts. Okay, what am I doing well? Where am I messing up? How can I improve? What adjustments need to be made or whatever? How am I feeling? about the company right now, all of those things. So again, self-awareness is a good start and then start to supplement whatever it is that you need. That's great. But when you
1: said, I do a pull-up, I just hear that little boy like, pull up on (laughs) me.
2: Pull up on me. Pull up on me. Pull up (laughs) on (laughs) me.
1: No, that is awesome. And being able to do that evaluation piece is so critical. And then being able to act. And I think that sometimes there's a disconnect between you praying down the walls of Jericho, child, and you actually get it (laughs) up, get up and go do what God has called you to do. And so we can't be so spiritually minded that we can't move in the space, child. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody comes. The IRS, okay, the alphabet boys come knocking on your door because you're not reporting the way you're supposed to. God, what is you hollering the God about? You watched some TikTok about don't write in, write off
2: or write off everything in your business. Now you about to go buy something and you don't make no money. Yes. Because you, you had all these write-offs, but your p statements look trash. And yes. You grow your business. Yes, yes,
1: <laughs> yes. So it's so important that you do the work and making sure that you're setting the foundation. You want God to be there every step of the way. God gave me the name of a new company and told me not to post a single thing on social media until I started my trademark application. And that's exactly what I did. And so even being, you know, protecting and even though it seems like, God, wait, what? Don't do what? But that is a level of protection for the vision that he has given me. And so a lot of times we find ourselves, first off, as women, second off, if business is not what you're trained to do, lastly, as believers, because we want to believe the goodness of all people, but no, so somebody will straight, try to steal, <laughs> will try to poach your idea, your name. There's so many things that you need to make sure that you're protecting the vision that God is giving you the same way that Mary and Joseph protected Jesus. They was up in the middle of the night. They heard the X, Y, and Z was coming down the pipes and they got up and they left. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And so really understanding that when God has called us to do something that we need to be very, very strategic, we need to seek him for the strategy because he is the ultimate mastermind. Like God has said something. I'm like, bro, see, this is why you got, because... Mm Wow. (laughs) Wow. And so I think that that was all very important to be able to evaluate, to be able to talk to your team. And even if you don't have a team, right? Like a team of people taking that same time, carving out that same time in your schedule to have a meeting with yourself and have a meeting with God, that's important because that's where you're going to get all your insight. You're never doing this alone. And that's what I really learned with in this walk with God is I'm never alone in doing this and but I have to really be sensitive and check in with him every step of the way, because he made, he, well, one time he gave me the title to this book and told me to do the cover. I did the cover and start writing the book. And I got upset because I was having a writer's block. And he said, who told you, who told you to start writing the book? <laughs> like, I told you this is the name. I told you this is what the cover should look like. That was it. <laughs> like That was all I gave you. And that is for, that's for a reason. And so, you know, not getting ahead of God and then also making sure in the natural that we're doing everything that we need to do. So my last question, Tatum, is for a lot of people, they are working full-time jobs. They are balancing multiple roles and multiple hats. What does that look like in terms of sewing into your business for that person who may work nine to five or may have school or, you know, maybe a mother or a wife? What does that kind of look like in terms of managing your time and making sure that you are putting time into your business?
2: strategic. (laughs) And so in my book, I call it the blueprint. And the blueprint looks different for every person because everybody's life is different. But the steps to figuring out what your blueprint is, I say the first thing to do is to take inventory. Where are you spending your time? Write it all down. After you do that, then I want you to go in a week, a day in a life, a week in a life and start looking at how long it takes you to do all of those things. One, as you start taking inventory, what you'll find is you don't write down, scroll on social media on things when you write down the things on your plate, but when you are actually going through your week and writing down everything that you spend time on, you're starting to see my alarm went off at 6.30. I didn't get out of the bed till 7.30 because I spent that hour scrolling on my phone. That hour could be allocated somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first thing I tell people to do is take inventory. A lot of times you don't need more of anything. You just need to be more strategic and a better steward over what you have. We're mm-hmm. not going to get more time. Yeah. So, <laughs> them hours me. is going to be what they're going to be. Yes. So you have to figure out where are you spending your time so that you can reallocate that somewhere else. Also, even when it comes to your business, you need to know how much it costs to run your business. Where are you going? Are you trying to delegate a hire a VA to just work five hours a week? How much does that cost? Have some discovery calls with some potential people and figure out how much that costs. If you want to hire somebody, go to, you know, figure out how much is this going to cost me so that I know how I need to budget. Your job, is the best place to be to build your business while you're working because your job is now your investor. So how can you be more lean financially so that you can now allocate that money into your business to be able to outsource some things? So again, taking inventory, this is the stuff that doesn't look good on social media. You have to take an objective look. And this is a big thing. A lot of people don't possess the ability to truly be objective to truly Mm -hmm. step outside themselves, their emotions, their excuses, and to be able to look to see this is where I'm falling short or this is where I need to improve. And so that's something too that I want you guys to keep in mind when you're taking inventory, you have to be objective and also understand that being self-aware doesn't mean be self-deprecating. So don't spend your time beating yourself up about, I should have been here because of this or whatever. It's not about that. It's about showing up as the executive of your life your business and figuring out how am I going to make this work? And then you go from there. And so for me, what that had looked like early on, because I had a good handle over it. When I got married, nothing much really changed. But when I had my son, that's when things really was like, oh, we got to throw the whole blueprint away mm-hmm. and start from scratch here. And so with that, I just started to look at the areas I was fa- looking at the ways that I was falling short. One of the things I realized was in my business I was really frustrated because yeah I have a team but I still wear a lot of hats in my business. So nobody can record the podcast but me. Nobody can get on camera but me. Nobody can write the book but me. I'm not doing no ghostwriters or nothing like that. So I have to be the talent, I have to be the executive and make sure everything is running well and looking at all these back end things that we talked about, it's a lot. And It was frustrating for me because I had to show up so much in order for the business to continue to grow. So I had to take an objective look at what we were offering in the business. And I realized that we had a lot of active revenue streams to where pretty much I had to show up and do something in order to make money. So Mm. what that means is that's time. I got to spend time in order to make money. That wasn't producing the lifestyle. That I wanted to live. I want to live where I don't have to work eight hours a day. Right now I work maybe five hours a day. I like that. Yeah. So with looking then at the business, even at the passive streams, because up until that point, like I knew I wanted to start a family. So I was already in that mindset with the business, like, okay, let me do more passive income streams. Let me create, that's why I wrote my first book and I created the prayer journal. So, and I had a course, so I was creating these passive things, but what I didn't consider was in order to sell these things, I still had to show up. So now they're passive, but it's passive-ish in a sense Mm -hmm. where in order for them to sell, I still have to show up. And so that's something a lot of people don't tell you where they talk about like, you know, you make money in your sleep. You got to wake up and do some stuff to make that sale. Otherwise, it's not really as passive as you think it is. Right. So what I realized was that we needed to figure out a way to where we can still make the sales and stuff we want to make without me actively showing up. So even when we released our devotional recently, the team had a list of like eight lives for me to do. I had to go on Instagram and go live or whatever, all of these days to sell this journal. I looked at that list. I said, I'm not doing that because, you know, I appreciate them because it's their job to tell me, you know, what to do to make the sales. That's the marketing team. But that was not conducive to the time that I want to spend with my family. Yeah. So I didn't do any of them and we still sold out the first batch. Like I had to order some more. I'm like, yo, I didn't even expect us to like sell out mm-hmm. the batch that we had put up the inventory that we put up originally. But I was so grateful because that moment of me analyzing my income in my business and the passive versus active and what I had to show up for that allowed us to make some decisions with the marketing to do other things. So we started like text marketing. We were doing more with our email list and just coming up with different ways. I put out another podcast episode a month. I mean, a week, we started doing more YouTube videos and stuff like that. And those things are cool because we record all that content batch. So I'm not showing up in the middle of my day going live and all of that. And so it just showed me that us being able to sell out those devotionals the way that we did was a key performance indicator that we were on the right track of me mm-hmm. stepping away from having to be the talent as much and me focusing on my role as an executive and focusing on my role in my household. I have a young child like I don't want he him cute. to any cute right he so, cute. <laughs> I love the fact that you know, he started saying all these colors the other day and me and BJ were there to get all excited about it and geek over it together. Like we were there when he made his first steps. Like I was there to see him try new foods and to see the look on his face. And when he said his first words and his temperament, like I'm able to be a present parent yeah, by just being objective And how I'm looking at all of the hats that I wear, where I'm spending my time, what I'm getting wrong and making the necessary adjustments so that I can then allocate my time, my money, my resources and everything into what's going to allow
1: me to operate in the most efficient way. That's amazing. That's a whole word. (laughs) And I love that too, because even thinking of things objectively and subjectively is not a foreign aspect to me because that's what we're taught to do in school, like, you know, in the medical field. Objective are facts only. We don't care about how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> it's facts. Objective is your height, your weight, your lab work, your blood pressure, your temperature. Subjective is, you know, the patient says, I've been eating right. That's subjective. But the survey says on your hemoglobin A1C that is now 10, and this was <laughs> less than six is, <laughs> you ain't eating right enough. <laughs> right? So being able to separate those two and not getting, it, it's business. It's not personal, right? Even with yourself, we say that in casual conversation, but saying it to myself, like, Charlotte, this is business, right? There are things and conversations that I've even had with you where you like, girl, no. <laughs> right? yeah. And it's business. And that's why I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'm very much so a sponge. And I'm like, let me figure out where I need to do better. And even asking my husband Like, okay, this is what I'm trying to do. What does this look like in a way that's conducive for you, right? So make sure that our relationship and our marriage, because that's priority. And so the biggest name of the game is making sure that your priorities are in check. I've been working in my businesses and working full time for a long time. So that means getting up two hours before my alarm goes off and allocating that time and making sure that I'm utilizing my time to the best of my ability, even when I don't want to. I don't like waking up early in the morning. It is not, I'm not okay, but I will do it to make sure that I'm able to show up at home after work because after work was not working. I was working late and tired and all of that. But I get up when my husband gets up to go to work and now he's gone, I have the clear time to do what I need to do. And when we connect back in the evening, there's not very much left for me to do. And so that was a whole word objective, objectively. Okay. And That's
2: why taking inventory is important mm-hmm. because we can say our priorities are this, but your actions and you taking an inventory on where you're spending your time, your money, your effort is going to tell you where your priorities actually are. So yeah. you might see that your priority actually is scrolling on social media. Your priority what? actually is. Chatting up with your homegirls about what was going on. You know, what's the tea? Your priorities actually may be spending time at the office and not at home. So we can say our priority. You can say God is your priority, but you ain't opened your Bible up in a month. So Mm -hmm. you can say your priorities are one thing, but you have to take inventory to see what are my actions actually communicating the same way you want, you know, people that you deal with for their words and their actions to line up. We have to do the same thing to make sure that if I say that my marriage is a priority and I'm actually considering my husband and listening to him and getting him involved, being home, being present, busting it open, doing Come on. Do, okay? do it. <laughs> All of the things, you know, if you're saying that God is your priority, actually seeking him and not just going to him to bail you out because this reactive relationship is not going to propel you into the purpose that you're asking for. You just want yep. to keep, falling and getting picked up, following, getting picked up, you're never going to actually get anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so again, that's why taking inventory is important so that you can see what are my actual priorities based off
1: where I'm spending mm-hmm. my time. Yes. Yes. That was a whole word. I think um, <laughs> Proverbs 16 and three that says, commit your actions Mm -hmm. to God and then your plans will succeed and so, so God is about that action and as believers especially believers who are getting into business because we can serve and make disciples even in the way that we do business so every customer every dm every email you don't have to have a scripture at the bottom of all your emails but even the way that you respond to an unhappy customer even the way that they see that there's a level of divine excellence that when they encounter of your organization, wow, that really was a great experience. And I'll come back there over and over again. And so God can make himself known to people, but it really is about us doing the work first doing the stuff that's not cute on social media, doing the stuff that you don't get praised for, but then God will then exalt your business because you're doing the work behind the scenes. So, yeah, absolutely. Dana, thank you so much for your time, child. Of course, whenever. I'm <laughs> yes. Yes. So if anybody wants to connect with you, wants to purchase your devotional, tell them where they can find you. Yep. You can find
2: me on my website, TatumTamia.com, T-A-T-U-M-T-E-M-I-A. You can also follow me on IG at Tatum Tamiya That's pretty much like the hub for everything that I have going on.
1: Yes. Perfect. All right, guys. So until next week, we will talk to you later. Bye. I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast, and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit, it has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves. And we'll talk
0: to you soon. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more,